0: Well, welcome and thank you for listening to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, a podcast where we're journeying through the scriptures, starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation, looking at how we find Jesus every single day in the text. This podcast is produced by Fellowship Community Church. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast where every word, thought, verse, and chapter point to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of your pastors here at Fellowship Union Church, and we're glad to have you listening in today where we desire to encounter the person of Jesus in the word, through the word, so that it changes the way that we live. Today, we're looking at Psalms 101 through 106. And if you don't know, our reading plan is in the share notes below. You can just scroll on whatever platform you listen to, and you'll see a link that'll take you to our reading plan where we desire for you to read uh, the word before hopping into this this podcast so that we can uh, look at some things in the text to say that we see the person of Jesus. Today, we're going to be looking in Psalms 101, looking at the marks of a disciple of Jesus. Now in this, in this text, what we're going to see is there's 12 distinct marks or character traits of a follower of Jesus and what a follower of Jesus would look like. Just in these eight verses, we're going to see 12 things. The first one is that a follower of Jesus they praise the Lord. In this, as David writes this, he says, I will sing of steadfast love and justice. This is God's hased love, his faithful love to us, um, and then his justice, and that they will sing. So we as followers of Jesus, a mark of a follower of Jesus, is that they praise the Lord. Whether you have uh, great artistic singing abilities or not, you praise the Lord. The second thing is it says that they live with integrity. You're going to see this as kind of a, a pretty common theme throughout this psalm, actually. In the first part of verse two, he says, I ponder the way that is blameless. Uh, When when David writes this, he's saying, I'm wondering, I'm wanting to know how do I live with great integrity? How do I live so that I walk and I am blameless? That my public life, my private life, my church life, my work life, my family life, they're all the same. That I don't feel as if I have to act anywhere differently or any way differently in any of the settings I'm in. So that way when I go to church or when I go to work and I'm at home, I don't feel as if I have to put on another facade. I can be the same person. I am the same person everywhere that I go. That's a mark of a father of Jesus. Their identity is rooted in the person Jesus. The third uh, mark that we see is that they are completely dependent upon Jesus. Uh, David Rice says, when will you come to me? Realizing that, God, I need you. I need you every moment of the day. And this really is, is a display of humility. It is a humble thing for a follower of Jesus. It's a humble thing for a human to say, I need help. And we have to see that when we are rooted in the gospel, that is the the cry of of a human, that the cry of the disciple is, "I need help." And God, we need you. When will you come to me? I need you. The fourth uh, character is that they guard their heart within their home. This is almost a continuation uh, from the very first part of verse two. Uh, And he says that, that my desire is that before I try to do ministry or try to serve anyone, the first place that I would begin is in my home. Your first place of ministry is your house. If you're married, the first place of ministry is your spouse, your husband or your wife. That's the first place that you are to minister to someone. The second If you have kids, that's to where you go. Your second place of ministry is your kids, not the first. What I've seen in American culture is that we place our kids over our spouses. And I think that's one of the reasons why we see so many empty nester divorces, because the kid was placed as the priority in the marriage or in the family rather than the one another. Uh, the fifth characteristic of a follower of Jesus is that they won't be led by anything that's worthless. David writes, he says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. You see, when we allow our eyes, when we when what our eyes gaze upon that begins to guide our mind what we think about and our heart what we desire and even jesus would say this he says that if your eye causes you to stumble then lose it gouge it out because it's better for you to lose your eye than it is for you to lose all of who you are and david's saying i won't be led by anything that's worthless i'm not going to be pursuing anything that's not worthy of honor of god The sixth trait we see here in uh, verse three as well is that they hate what is wrong. A follower of Jesus hates what is wrong. David writes, I hate the work of those who fall away. To fall away here means transgression or faithless people. I don't like those people who don't have faith in Jesus. I don't like those people who have done wrong, who are in continual sin. Uh, And the seventh thing they've seen, the seventh mark is they do not welcome evil into their inner circle. Now in this, we have to be very cautious that we don't uh, become uh, judgmental, don't become hypocritical to where we're not building and and, uh, making relationships with people who don't have relationship with Jesus. But what this is getting into, what David's getting in here is my inner circle. Those who are closest to me, those who are, or, or, actually refining me and shaping me, I don't allow evil people into that. Because the people you surround yourself with can make or break you. And we desire to be the right person and to pursue the right people. So in that we are to build relationships and make friends with people who are lost, but those who influence us the most need to influence us towards righteousness. The eighth principle we see is that we have no room for slander or gossip in our in our lives. Verse 5 he says whoever slanders his neighbor secretly I will destroy. Gossip and slander are like a venom that is injected into the veins of a person. It destroys and it kills. It does never bring life. It always destroys. And he says, I don't have time for that. Uh, that's not a mark of a follower of Jesus. The ninth mark is it says that they will seek out humility in themselves and others. Uh, verse five, the second half says, whoever is haughty, who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. Uh, actually, if you look at verse five, in its wholeness, there's kind of this threefold approach to pride. Uh, It says that those who slander, then those who have haughty eyes and those who have an arrogant heart. And if you actually reverse that, an arrogant heart leads to having haughty eyes, which then lead to giving to a lying or slanderous tongue. So in this, we as followers of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, one of the marks is that you seek out humility in yourself and in others. The 10th mark is that they surround themselves with people of the same faithfulness and integrity. Like I said, you're going to see integrity is a pretty common theme here in this psalm. Uh, as he writes, he says, I will look with favor on the faithfulness in the land that they may dwell with me. Who who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. This is where David really desires for a deep gospel centered community. Those who are in my inner circle, those who are making a difference, those who I am ministering alongside of and who are ministering to me, those people are of the same faithfulness and integrity. This is why Jesus even says that that a marriage, when there's unequal yokeness, when one has a relationship with Jesus and the other one doesn't, there's going to be heartache and there's going to be strife. There's going to be difficulty in this. Friendships are the same thing because your values, your goals, your desires in life are completely different different. And deep gospel-centered community is is, is a beautiful thing. The 11th that we see here is that uh, in verse 7 is that they don't surround themselves with liars and dishonest people. This is actually the flip of verse 6. We surround ourselves with faithful and integrity people. We don't surround ourselves with liars and dishonest people. In the 12th, as David writes this, he says that they don't grow weary in the good fight. I love this. I love in verse eight, he says, morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off the evildoers from the Lord. I love this when he looks at this, that we don't grow weary. Followers of Jesus remain steadfast in the good fight that is before us. Why? Because as we see Jesus in this text, our victory is in him. So in this, I can read this and I can look at these things. And one of the things that I notice and I see is, man, that's that's a pretty lofty uh, mark. Those are pretty lofty marks and distinctions of what a father of Jesus is. These 12 things are pretty high to, are hard to live out to. I would say they're nearly impossible. And even more so, if I don't have a haughty, haughty mind, an arrogant, arrogant thought and pride in my life, then I am realizing and self, uh, self-realizing that, man, I fall so short in all these things. And it reminds me of Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, where many people, when you read that text, it's like, man, this is impossible. We cannot do that. Absolutely, we can't because we need Jesus. We need to have that humility that we need Jesus to transform us every single day. So today, how is it that you cannot grow weary in the good fight and placing your victory in the person of Jesus? I hope you join us tomorrow as we continue in the Jesus Everyday Podcast, as we're going to look in Psalms 107 through 110.